Yo, what's up, good people? You're now tuned in to Crockpot Conversations with Anthony D. Sparks. This is a place where I talk about issues that are practical, hopefully in a way that's powerful, to try to give you something that's portable. Thanks so, so much for listening. And please make sure that you subscribe to and share the podcast. And if possible, please rate it and review it. Because without your five stars, I ain't getting very far. This is episode 24, y'all. And honestly, um, I was preparing to release an entirely different episode. But I felt like the Holy Spirit led me to do this one in the wake of the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, along with uh, his daughter and seven other people on the helicopter that um, that crashed on Sunday uh, morning. Now, it's crazy. And the reason I say it was, you know, the Holy Spirit led me to this is because this just so happens to be episode 24, which if you're a basketball fan or if you've seen any pictures of Kobe, you know that 24 was his number. And so when I noticed that, I was like, I was, I was floored. I was like, wow. Um, Cause again, I was going in a totally different direction. Um, but after the tragedy, man, I, I, I couldn't ignore it. Right. I, so I, I just had to do something. And so, look, let me say this off the bat. I can't lie. Um, as soon as I got the notification that 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 he had died, man, my mouth dropped. Um, I was like, man, this is a hoax or this is like something like from the onion. One of those crazy sites that just, you know, make stuff up. Um, but then I realized when I realized it was true, I immediately felt sick to my stomach. Man, I was speechless. Um, tears started to well up in my eyes. And honestly, I felt like somebody close to me had died. Now, understand this. Um, I've never been, you know, the biggest Kobe fan. Um, I was partial to Michael Jordan and I felt like Kobe was kind of a direct imitation of Jordan. Now, don't get me wrong. I man, I, I loved Kobe's talent um, and love to watch him play. But in terms of being like a straight up fan, I never was. And honestly, like with the, with the whole Shaq Kobe Lakers, I always wanted the underdog to beat them. I was never a fan of those teams loved the players like Shaq and Kobe respected and, and admired what they did. But, you know, I recognize their dominance and their excellence and, you know, the way they handle business. But I think because I was such um, a, a, I didn't want to jump on the Laker bandwagon like so many other folks were doing. Um, I think that's what played a part in me not really being um, as big of a Kobe fan as so many others have been. Um, I like Shaq in Orlando and Miami, but not in L.A., and so um, I think, again, because of that whole bandwagon mentality, it just it didn't really allow me to fully embrace Kobe as as, you know, one of the top two greatest players of all time or whatever. Um, but that being said, man, Kobe um, adopted a, a moniker, a nickname, an alter ego known as the Black Mamba. All right. And it's a snake. And it's, um, it's I think it's like the, the second longest, most venomous snake in the world next to the King Cobra. And he adopted that that, that moniker um, after he saw the snakes. You know, he, he looked up and saw how the snake moved and looked at its temperament and, and realized that its venom was was deadly. And the way it would strike its prey was was just so just so powerful. And so he took on that that moniker, that alter ego. And, and by doing that, he gave an entirely different name to what has always been known as that killer instinct, quote unquote. And he called it Mamba mentality. 
Mamba mentality is what Kobe called it when he stepped on the floor. Laser-focused, assassin-like, deadly, ready to strike his enemies, in this case, the other team. Um, as I said, a black mamba, one of the deadliest snakes in the world. And Kobe used that snake to define his mindset, his tenacity, his grit every time he played the game. But here's the thing. This is the thing that really resonated with me. Mamba mentality wasn't just a basketball thing for Kobe. I found out it was a life thing. See, a lot of folks who knew Kobe have said that the same intensity he had on the court during his 20-year playing career is the same intensity he had off the court, especially in retirement, when it came to his family. He was committed to being a good husband to his wife. He was committed to being absolutely present in his daughter's lives. Man, look, he spoke a few years ago about um, the reason why he traveled by helicopter a lot, and it wasn't to be flashy or to flaunt his money. He did it so that he could train um, and then give the necessary amount of attention to his craft, you know, playing the game of basketball, doing media availability, things like that. And then he would get in the helicopter or he used the helicopter to get back in time in the afternoons to go pick up his daughters in the carpool line from school. <laughs> yeah, he, he said that when his wife would say, you know, hey, I can go pick the girls up. He would say, no, I got it, because when he would be, um, you know, on those road trips during the NBA season, Sometimes he was away for days or weeks at a time. He said that those 20 minutes in the car with his girls were absolutely special. And so, y'all, by all accounts, Kobe was committed to not only um, allowing the ages of 17 and 37 to be his best years. He was committed to being Kobe, but, he, but a better version of Kobe after retirement. And so all that said, man, Kobe dying really made me think about us living. And so in honor of Kobe Bean Bryant, I want to use this episode to encourage you to adopt a Mamba mentality in life. And when it comes to that mentality, only three things really matter at the end of the day. Only three things really matter. The first one is this. Did you accept Christ as your savior? When I heard of his, his passing in as details started pouring in, after my initial shock, I immediately thought to myself, man, I hope he was saved. Meaning that, you know, I hope he'd accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. I never heard him really talk much publicly about it, so I didn't really know. But, but the next day, I saw where the morning of the crash, literally a couple hours before the crash happened, he and his daughter had attended worship service. And that they regularly attended, regularly attended worship service. And so that being said, y'all, while the accident was tragic and we can only imagine how gruesome or intense it was, Kobe closed his eyes on this side and woke up staring his savior in the face on the other side. The ultimate reward. This is how powerful that is, y'all. As, as loved and as respected and as applauded as he was during his life, even if he could come back, he wouldn't. He would not. <laughs> Why? Because he is having the most amazing experience he could ever have of being face to face with his savior. His mansion down here is nice, but it's nothing compared to the one he's in up there. He, he traveled by helicopter here, 
but he is walking everywhere with Christ up there. And while he no doubt loved the family he left behind here, the one he entered to, into, into up there is unparalleled. So I encourage you, adopt a mamba mentality when it comes to your salvation. Because look, we don't know when um, or where or how. We don't know the day or the time um, when it's our day and time. All right, but we do know it's coming. And so accept Christ, live for Christ. And then when you die in Christ, you'll be with Christ. All right. The second thing that really matters when it comes to living is, did you love and take care of your family? See, when God blesses you with people who love you and look to you, the least you can do is validate them by loving and looking out for them. Look, I get it. Okay, we all know Kobe cheated on his wife 17 years ago. However, by all public accounts I've seen and I've heard, he's tried his best to be a better husband than he was 20 years ago. Y'all, 20 years ago is a long time. A year ago can be a long time. People change. People evolve. People can grow and get better. By all accounts, he was. And also, he was a doting daddy. He absolutely loved his girls. And he tried to give them nothing but the best. Matter of fact, Kobe died doing for his daughter. And the day before that, he'd actually taken one of his other daughters out on a daddy-daughter date. I don't know about you, but if I got to go tragically, then I can only hope that I go out doing something for those I love. And with those people knowing without a doubt that I love them. So it's time for you to make your family a priority again. I know you got to work. But some of those extra hours or additional days you're working. That could be time spent helping with homework or taking the kids to practice or sitting in the carpool line to pick them up or just sitting up watching The Lion King on Disney Plus with them. All right, don't make the excuse of having to be a provider take precedence over being present. Don't let the excuse or don't make the excuse of having to be a provider take precedence over being present. Because guess what? If you're the provider that you say you are, if you're really providing for your family, then when you die, your family will be taken care of. They shouldn't be missing money. They should only be focused on missing you. So when it comes to loving and caring for your family, adopt a Mamba mentality. The third and final thing that really matters is were others lives made better because you lived yours. There's no question that Kobe Bryant's life was a blessing to others. I mean, I can't tell you how disgusted I've been at folks who have been saying stuff like, uh, how, how you feel so sad about somebody you never even met? Man, that's got to be one of the absolute dumbest things I've ever heard. If you can only be impacted by people you know personally, then my God, how limited is your scope? How small is your perspective? And honestly, in some cases, how miserable is your life? If you can only be impacted by folks you know. I'm telling you, I wasn't even the biggest Kobe fan, but news of his death messed me up 
Why? Because someone I literally grew up watching and admiring his talent died far, far, far too soon. And so tragically. And in that moment, a wife became a widow and that same woman became a mother who had lost a child. At the same moment, you lose a husband and a child. That's why it impacts me. Because as a husband and a father, I can only imagine how my wife and one of my sons would be impacted if they lost me and one of my boys in the same moment. Now, to further drive home this point, though, about making others' lives better, y'all, Kobe died with seven other people, with seven other passengers and eight other people total. Nine people in all died. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm almost certain that Kobe chartered that helicopter. He paid for it. He arranged it. It was the one that he had used countless times. Now, he could have just said, this is for me and my daughter. This is our private transportation. But he invited others to take advantage of the opportunities that his celebrity afforded him. He had the status, not the other folks on the plane. And, and, what, and what I mean by that is simply I'm talking about the celebrity status. He had the status. See, by having those others on that helicopter with him, it was clear to see that to be connected to him meant that you'd be allowed some of his benefits. And I don't care what you say. Those benefits can absolutely make life a little bit better. I'm sure that those people's lives were made better, maybe made a little easier, maybe made a little a little less stressful simply because Kobe used his blessings to be a blessing. So that said, what's the purpose of just accumulating, adding or asking for more if all you're going to do is stuff it in an account uh, or buy a bigger house or buy nicer cars or buy more expensive clothes. No, add value to people, man. By all means, enjoy your blessings. But if the only thing you do with your blessings is enjoy them, then you're living much smaller than you realize. So I encourage you to adopt a mamba mentality when it comes to doing something as often as you can to make others' lives better in the process of living yours. Accept Christ, love and take care of your family, make others' lives better by living yours. If you adopt a mamba mentality in those three areas, then your living won't be in vain and your legacy will be sustained. That's the episode, y'all. I pray you've gotten something from it. And if you have, please take a second to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends and family. And for my Apple folks, please rate it and review it. Um, if you're inspired and, and you want to work with me one on one uh, when it comes to anything I've said today or in any other episode before, man, I'd love to have you as a client and help you make some things happen. So feel feel free to reach out to me via any of my social media, um, Anthony D. Sparks, my website, www.anthonydsparks.com. Or you can even text me at 415 9350219. Thank y'all so much for rocking with me, man. This was by far the hardest episode that I've ever done on this podcast. Um, and as I close, I just want to say I'm praying for uh, the Bryant family, the Alto Belli family, the Mauser family, the Chester family, and the Zobayan family. I'm out.